Welcome to today's episode of CLCI Live, brought to you by the award-winning and ICF-accredited school, Certified Life Coach Institute. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Welcome, everyone. And just like that, welcome. <laughs> welcome, everybody, to CLCI Live. No one else is doing the intro. I, I guess I have to do it. Welcome to CLCI Live, where we talk about weekly topics related to life coaching. This week, we're talking about the general market versus the niche market. I got my fingers mixed up. And we are joined by a special guest, Mike. And for those of you who don't know who Mike is, he is one of our new facilitators. We're still not live, right? Nope, we are. We definitely are. We are definitely live, and I am definitely Mike. Hotline, Mike. Thank you. Okay, we're live. Thank you, Anthony. Uh, I'm Mike James. So, as Anthony was saying, I am one of the uh, new facilitators here with CLCI. I don't feel new because I've been connected ever since some years back. <laughs> so, I'm excited to be here. And great topic that I had the chance to jump in on. Uh, what is a coaching niche? So, I guess I'll start with what is that? What does it mean? So, kind of broad scope is pretty much your aim or your target of how you serve in your coaching practice. So it's your specific area of focus with your coaching practice to to make it vague before we go deeper into it. And is it pronounced niche or niche? That's a good question. I think it depends on question. who and where you are. I've heard That's it both ways. Yeah. <laughs> it's always pronounced niche. Anybody who says it otherwise is wrong. <laughs> there we have it. Cool. I believe in versatility, so I'll say it both ways depending on you know the time of the day, you know who I'm speaking to. So, and if I'm and if I'm jesting around, I have said Nietzsche. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is that working earlier today? Coaching we is dead. Oh, that's a good one. Done. Uh, Coaching okay. is dead. Okay. So, what is the niche? Niche. Niche, however you want to pronunciate it, what direction is your target towards, I like to use that word avatar, that avatar, who are you focusing in on? What's your passion? Who is it that you want to work with so that you're working within something that is um, fun? Anthony's hand is raised. Can I pretend to be some of our students sometimes? Uh, <laughs> I am a life coach who coaches people to be their best. No, no, Anthony, who is your target market? Come on. Um, people, <laughs> people are my target market. Um, age, you know, 18 to 50. You know, they want to do better in their lives and they want to succeed and, you know, be I'm their screaming best and on the inside. I'm screaming on the is inside. It, is that is that a good move? Am I doing it right? No, you're not doing it. Hi, Todd Bradley. Hello, good to see you. Um, and on that note, too, I'm just going to interrupt Anthony because he's uh, being insincere. Yeah. I'm trying to give an example of what a lot of people do when they start off. Yes, it is. But I'm going to interrupt and just remind everybody that we are monitoring your comments while we're doing our live. So please feel free to interact, leave your comments, talk to us while we're doing this. If you have any questions, interaction, we welcome it. We encourage it. We want to hear from you. And um, now back to Anthony and his, his. Um, I was going to say something, incessant blather. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to sit up a little bit because I'm getting blocked by this. I know, uh, you're 
<laughs> too low. Uh, yeah, that's my niche. That's who I. That's why I want to be a life coach. Just coach people, living people, not the dead. That's for Dan. <laughs> <laughs> One of the reasons I'm laughing and and giving Anthony a bit of a hard time in this space is because Jerome and Anthony and I were uh, once a part of a, uh, <laughs> a marketing group called Cunning Marketing that this was like we beat into people's heads about niching like you have to niche um and and that would never fly in in our world um i go as far as to say you have to narrow this down to a single human being one person you've got to name them you've got to know their ins and their outs you've got to know every single thing about them and that is terrifying for people to narrow, mm. narrow it down to one person um why might that be commitment's hard you don't want to you don't want to commit and committing feels like you're pigeonholing yourself sometimes because a lot of times people will be like i don't want to get too specific because what if i'm excluding people and losing clients that way that's not how it works you get more clients the more specific you get i see mike's head nodding in that yeah i was just I was just thinking about the same thing uh, to add on to what Anthony was saying, too. It's that idea where, okay, I chose this because I want to help everybody. <laughs> I want to save you all. Why do I have to choose? You can't make me choose. It's so uncomfortable, right? That that idea that, okay, now and get to it. But now it's like, I don't know if I want to just narrow that down to that one. When you said that, Brooke, I, I don't like the way that makes me feel inside. One person? I want to help all of y'all. <laughs> And that's, it's, it's funny because what I always say is like, this is going to make you feel really uncomfortable. Like I'm go, you're, this is going to be out of not what you're used to, not what you think. And that's especially true for new businesses because they think, oh my God, well, uh, again, I want to help everybody. And what if I'm, what if nobody answers me? If it's only one person, what if nobody answers me? And one of the things I always say in response to that is if your client is one in a million, then there are 7,000, you know, 300 and something of your client out there. Um, And so that's a lot of people and more than any coach can probably handle in their, their, their coaching um, weekly schedule. So Mm -hmm. you're in good shape. Um, What, what are the benefits of it being one person? Guys, I'm terrified. one of the benefits is being one person. And I love that idea, Brooke. In fact, I use that idea when you say it is, you know, even if it's one in a million, right, there's 7,000 plus of that person. And so it now, and it was shared, it gives you that voice. It's like now, if, if that idea where it's like, I'm yelling, I'm a life coach and everybody's like, okay, guys, whatever we hear you. But now when I say what I do and what, who it is, I help now those, that traffic is slowing down. Like, okay, I think I need to talk to him or at least see what he's talking about because maybe he can help me because he said something that, you know, it resonated with me. So I think that's the important part of it. Um, and thinking of that one person and not as a be afraid, it's only one person, but now you, you narrow it down. It makes you heard. It gives you that voice. I see Jerome wanting to speak and yeah. I'm going to let him, I'm also going to put you on the spot, Jerome. I'm going to put okay. you on the spot, but after you're done. Well, I'm going to put all of you on the spot first. I have a question. Um, after no. being answered, uh, is niching, is that for coach or client? Deciding on your niche, is that going to be something that's more beneficial to the coach or is this for the client? It's for um, everybody. Okay. <laughs> well, that's so, this is what I mean. A good example of this would be, so Jerome, uh, yep. um, 
I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Okay. Okay. So um, let's see. I'm trying to think of a good example here. Um, so, you know, if I'm, I'm going to talk to you and I'm going to talk to you about you and your life. I know some things about you, Jerome. I don't know a lot about you, but I know a few things. Um, so if I were to say, hey, Jerome, you know, how are you doing today? How's life? Going good. Things are going great. Um, a little chilly, but outside of that, things are great. Things are going good. They're going great. It's a little chilly. Okay. Well, um, I, I think that, that from that amount of information, I probably know a lot about you. I mean, just from that one statement, I, I could probably guess what you like, what you don't like, the things you like to do, you know, how your morning, what, what's, what your pain points are. What's it? No, that would never work. <laughs> um, uh, but if I asked Jerome, hey, Jerome, what, what, uh, what is something that really gets under your skin? Hmm. Mm, something that really gets under my skin. That might be difficult sometimes for me to answer. Uh, rude people. People who rude are rude. People. You don't like no rude people. people. Yeah. Okay. And what what is something you'd like to change about yourself? Something I like to change about myself. Um, my ability to sh shift gears. That's something that I've been okay. struggling with lately. Okay. So something you've been struggling with lately is your ability to shift gears. Is what I'm hearing you say. So. If I were to um, market to Jerome in this space, right? And my options are, I just know the first thing about him, which is, hey, Jerome's having a good day. It's kind of chilly. <laughs> or Jerome could really stand to, to have somebody that could help him with figuring out how to shift gears. And we can get more specific about that. I can go, hey, Jerome, what do you, in what areas of your life do you need help shifting gears? And, and we can get more and more detailed. And so... Jerome, are you going to hire me if I'm, if I, if I know about your day and how it was, or are you going to hire me if I can help you learn how to shift gears? <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to be more inclined to hire you if you can help me shift gears. Um, and the more I know about that, right, the more I'm able to speak to you and your language and speak to Jerome specifically, like very specifically, like Jerome, where do you go? What do you do during the day? Um, outside of being in my proverbial office slash room. Um, sometimes I'll, I'll take a, a lunch break out uh, just around the corner. Maybe usually my favorite spot, there's a sandwich uh, shop right down the street that I like to sit down and kind of have some lunch at. Um, but for the most part during the week right here where you're looking at me in. So what is that? What is that information? Those, those anybody watching or you guys, what information does that give us? with regard to, to how we might be able to reach Jerome. How to shift gears to get out of the house more often. <laughs> or where to market to him, right? He mm -hmm. goes to a sandwich shop. Maybe I could put my car in a sandwich shop or I could, maybe they have a board where they post bulletins and, and, and things like that. Maybe I can reach Jerome. And furthermore, maybe I can reach Jerome in a way that speaks to his problem of wanting to know how to better shift gears all of this speaks to jerome specifically and well, jerome what uh what websites or social media do you use most often where do you spend your time online most often would probably be instagram um for personal use probably instagram and then secondarily youtube youtube's uh, another one Boom. 
And if I if I don't know these things about Jerome, how am I going to get to him? How will I market to him, right? And that's why niching becomes so important uh, because it tells us where we can reach people, how to find people. And it takes this giant, scary world of finding clients and it becomes about finding one person and, and tracking that one person down and speaking to that one person. And, and how much less stressful is that when you're talking to one person instead of a million? At least that's me and my take on it. Um, how do you guys feel about that? <laughs> Makes it a lot less stressful, a lot less overwhelming because if you're trying to market to everyone, that language gets all muddled because you don't know what specifically to say to everyone. Everyone speaks a little bit differently, just like Jerome was joking in our private chat, like in in the near future, yes. people are not going to know what shifting gears means. <laughs> That's not specifically to, to Jerome right now, he recognizes what that means. So that kind of language is going to be specifically geared toward a client that potentially I will show up for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and, and one yeah, thing too, Brooke, in, in what you were saying too, like if you're trying to speak to everybody, right, then that 7,000 that needs you, they can't find you because that what, that's what comes up as well. Like why is another reason it's important? Because if I'm looking for that person who can help me in this transition space, right, you know, I need a transformation coach or a transition. If I look through your marketing and I see you speaking to everybody, first of all, I'm going to, I'm going to be thinking like, are you credible? <laughs> you're, you're helping everybody. You can't help me. I yeah. want you to help me. I need you to help me. And so what does that do as well when you're looking? So I think that's important too. You, we were talking about like the coach or the client, the client is looking for something specific. And mm -hmm. so if I'm looking for a, you know, a wellness coach, I'm not going on a site if, if, if it just says general or all of this, because I want you to help me with my wellness. So that's another mm -hmm. thought that came up for me. Before you, before you go anywhere, uh, a quick, when was the last time you, you searched for help on the internet? Mm, the last time I searched for help or on what, the I internet. Say, what, what was the last thing you searched Last for? night, I okay. searched and I went directly to YouTube uh google at jason <laughs> and i search for ceiling fan noises because one of our ceiling fans now it has a little it's not the clicking it's just a little louder and i search specifically for that and i even typed in the type of noise it is like a worrying type no i can't even explain it and guess what first video comes right up I'm talking and, about and it. so specific right mm -hmm. so specific because that's how, and that's how people find us that's how people find you they find your marketing they is that they're they are they need you to do a job they need you to help them do a job you are searching for help to fix the noise in your ceiling fan whatever form that came in however i mean specific to you youtube that's a great place for you to go but it's a very specific search and a very specific job to be done your client is hiring you for a very specific job to do um whatever that may be and it's 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 uh, one of the things that we always say is we exist in this state of sort of stagnancy where we can just, how long has your ceiling fan been making noise, Mike? Mm, literally about maybe a week and a half. If a week that. and a half, mm -hmm. which could be, I mean, that's, 
to hear the same sound, the clicking sound every day, day in and day out, a week and a half kind of starts to be, feel like a long time, I imagine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but we, this can be applied to many ways, parts of life. We can exist for a week and a half with, with tick, 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 or what have you going on, mm-hmm. um, uh, which, which could drive us bananas. Um, but we still tolerate it. We tolerate it until something happens typically that makes us go, okay, I just got to, I have to, I have, what was your, do you, what was your, did something happen for you to just go, I need to look this up? <laughs> uh, Mike, anything? It, like, no, it was just a sound. Like I just noticed it all of a sudden. And like I say, it's more of like a louder wind noise. <laughs> and so I was just, hmm, I want to know ahead of, ahead of time before it gets bad, before there's a, a clicking ah. or some, some, scraping sound or whatever and so that was it it was just let me get ahead of this and let me see let me see what's going on here and like you said very specific and I was like guess what I can actually see and hear and read someone talking about it if I go to YouTube so I was very specific in what I was looking for I knew what I was looking for and that's what I did the great thing too though uh to note in this is also um not only is it specific, not only do we have, I mean, it's a ceiling fan, it's, it's the noise, but something Mike said is he wanted to prevent it from getting worse. And this is actually something that's important to think about when you're marketing is who are you marketing to? Are you marketing to somebody who is, is um, preventing, are they, is it something where they're proactive or reactive? Cause we, as people mm-hmm. can exist and we can be something bad can happen and then we react or in his case, he wanted to prevent it from getting worse. And that can make a big difference in how you speak to your client um, based on how, where they are and what space they're in. If they're, if they, if, you know, if they, they know they're going to be getting a job and they want to set themselves up for success, you're going to be, you're going to be a different than the client that maybe has lost their job and is panicking. Um, two totally different ways to speak to somebody in that space. So um, that's very interesting uh, that Mike brought that up, uh, and I thought that was a really uh, a great point that he was like, no, I just wanted it to get to it before it got worse, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which which is important. We, how, can you guys think of any other situations um, where clients might come to you and, and in a proactive or reactive space? I know this is... I was, I was, my immediate thought went to relationship coaching. I was just going to say, yep. <laughs> I thought of Lisa too, but there's very... Two different, I guess, two different aspects in relationships where a crisis happens, something happens, maybe a partner cheats or something, and they're like, we got to get coaching. We have to sort this out because if we don't, we're not going to work or something bad will happen. The other side of that, the other end of the spectrum would be, okay, like we're being proactive about our relationship. There might be some things we need to work on, um, but a crisis hasn't happened yet. And we're doing stuff to strengthen, I guess, a foundation. I and I think Lisa would probably have more experience in speaking mm-hmm. into this, um, but that's where my mind first went was relationship coaching. Yeah, you're right on. I agree that both sides of that spectrum would come into the office, whether they're in that reactive spot <laughs> and you drove them to it, and they better sink or swim kind of experience with the relationship. And then on the flip side, there's plenty that have come in. They're either planning on getting married and they want to make sure they're doing the proactive behaviors so that they don't fall into habits that are not um, going to 
sink them, <laughs> you know, re mm -hmm. reactive. They're going to be proactive, paying attention to things that I haven't already built, you know, a, a neuro uh, pattern and that they get to start fresh and have a, a different kind of experience versus trying to break some habits. I, I noticed in our, in our uh, chat, somebody says, replying certified life coach Institute, the direction that I'm looking in, looking at, I want to help people who feel chronically overwhelmed. So I'm thinking about offering it, um, it as burnout coaching. So I love, by the way, I love the concept. I love that, but mm -hmm. how can they narrow that down? So uh, my question would be then, uh, burnout with what <laughs> you can be burnt out with a lot of different things. Um, you're overwhelmed with a lot of different things with what burnout with relationships burnout with business with schooling with fitness goals like there's a lot of ways to take it burnout coach is a good start but burnout where and well there's a word there people <laughs> um people well that's everybody yeah. What, what kind of people? <laughs> Who is this person? And 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 also with, with regard to what Anthony was saying, um, knowing who that person is or knowing um, what they need help with that burnout is, what kind of burnout might help you narrow down what kind of person you're speaking to. What are other ways people can who are maybe struggling in this space and they're trying to figure it out, right? They're lost. And it maybe if you guys have examples where you've been in the same space where you were Mike, maybe you were trying to narrow your focus down or um, something along those lines. Uh, how do you, what, what, what advice do you give them in, in that space of, of helping them to narrow their niches down? I, I, I sorry, go, go ahead, ahead, Jerome. Nope. Nope. I tag you. Okay. <laughs> All right. So to kind of give a specific example, um, I get this sometimes over the phone um, where a coach will come in and ask kind of the importance of niching. Um, you know, we're getting trained, all this training, all these tools, and you want me to narrow down to this one specific niche? Um, really, what, what is the benefit of me doing that when I have, you know, a bevy of different resources to go ahead and help, you know, the masses? Um, is there anything that you guys can do to answer that as far as alleviating maybe some of the fears and stress around that question? I, I for me, yeah, my God. I, I, I'm just gonna say it just to answer to what you were saying, Brooke. For me, I'll give a real example mm -hmm. myself. Like, I was that person, my website reflected general life coaching at first, general life coaching, and I started getting feedback on general life coaching. Okay, what does that mean? What is that? Okay, awesome. And what I noticed is when I chose, when I narrowed that down to what it is i'm helping and what is that thing and now it gave me and this is back to what i said it gave me that voice when i narrowed it down to transformation coaching now people say oh okay i i i think i know what that is but then now when i talk about helping those who are stuck feel lost and now they are burnt out or all of those now it narrows it down people find me and I, it was one of the things that was tough for me to just grasp. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to let it go. I'm a general life coach. I want to help everybody. But when I made that change, it was like a magic wand almost. Like, okay, people are noticing now, and I'm getting that traffic. What was your fear? Like, what specifically were you afraid of 
in that space. In that it's area. exactly what we said. It's exactly what we said, Brooke. Like, you know, if I if I do that, I'm missing someone. Or, you know, someone is gonna someone is gonna feel like um, I'm saying no to them, right? Uh, because my coaching, my approach is gonna be the same whether they're working on uh, transformation, whether they're working on career, whatever it is, my approach is going to be the same. So it doesn't mean that I can't help that person with that issue, but it lets the person who's looking for me find me. And if I narrow that down, now it's like I know where to go. That's the He's the one. I need him, and I know I need him because he says that he's this type of coach, and that's the type of coaching I need. Mm-hmm. I want you to, if you can, share a little more about um, it, it, that 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 space of I can still help them because yeah. I think that people that what they realize they think is oh no I don't want to be stuck talking uh, you know where, where I only get to t- I only have to talk about this one thing with people for the rest of my life um, but share about how it is that you can still help in 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 a lot various aspects of life even if your marketing is maybe narrow to one, one client, if you can. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think, I think the biggest thing there is for me, I'll speak for Mike. I'll speak for Mike James when I say this. It was a self-limiting belief for myself that once I do that, then I can't help anyone else. It's like no to everybody else. So the, the concept for me was, right, if, if I'm operating in this coaching model, right, and I'm helping in the way that I do as a coach, then guess what? A lot of things are similar across the board. Whether they're coming to you initially for this, uh, for career or transformation or wellness, a lot of the issues come back to that person. And so now I can coach any person, right? And that doesn't negate my, my, my marketing voice. That doesn't negate me putting my voice out there so the people who are looking for me finds me. Hey, yeah, Mike, I see that you, you say you're this type of coach. Well, does that mean you can't? No. I can coach any person, right? So I think that's the thing. And for me, I will say, again, as a reflection, it was more my belief. It was more that voice in my mind saying, well, yeah, Mike, you're not going to do that. You're going to lose people. And th- this was the revelation for me. I was actually blocking a lot of people until I found what that voice is. And then it was like, Oh my goodness! Like voila, <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> that's and that's amazing to hear. Um, uh, I, I was gonna put Jerome on the spot again for a second. Um, <laughs> in that in that space, I was gonna I was gonna ask Jerome a couple questions. Um, uh, so with regard to like you you shifting gears and things like that, um, how does you not being or needing help in this space? How does it affect your life? How does me needing help in this space? Your your in your your inability or your you, the fact that you feel like you can't shift gears or want help in shifting gears. So how does oh. not shifting gears well? It just makes makes certain processes and decisions a little bit slower than I'd like them to be sometimes, um, which ultimately just makes life a little bit slower for me. So ultimately. What, when you're when you're not able to make you know decisions or, and and certain processes move quicker or as quicker as quick as you'd like, it then makes all of life slower for you, right? Mm-hmm. And what is all of life being slower for you? How does that affect you? Um, makes it a little less entertaining. Um, also, it 
for me makes me a little bit less ineffective sometimes. Those are the two big ones I can think of right off the, the top of my head. And and when life is less entertaining and less effective, uh, um, how I mean, what how does that affect you? Um, I feel like I'm not getting the fullest out of life. Sometimes I'm not getting the the actual, you know, the the true fulfillment that I look to gain when it comes to life. Mm-hmm. And and without that fulfillment, what areas of your life does that affect? Um, both social and with, with work sometimes. So social and work, any other areas of your life? Nope, not, not at the moment. Not that I can think of. Um, social and and work, big, big parts of life, right? About Mm -hmm. how much of your life does that take up? Uh, To me, that's 50, 50. (laughs) Okay, there you go. So one of the reasons I did that and I, I put you through those hoops is, is we started out with not able to shift gears, but to pretend that that not able to shift gears doesn't affect every aspect, as he said, 50-50, life is divided by social and it affects his whole life. Um, So we might enter the door, get the foot in the door with transitioning gears, but in truth, we're coaching a whole human being and transitioning gears affects their whole life. And so to, to be, I think that that fear of, of, oh no, I'm, I'm, you know, going to be stuck doing this one thing the whole time and not is, is, is kind of unfounded because everything affects everything. Right. Um, and I kind of put Jerome on the spot there in, in it, cause I wanted to sort of show that or demonstrate that, that shifting gears might be start in one place, but in fact, it does affect the whole human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as coaches, we're always coaching a whole human being, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I see Mike's heavy agreement on that. One. No, yeah, that that was good because no, it, it goes back to that that individual, that person that I love. When you said everything affects everything, everything is everything. It's all connected, right? Because if I had okay, if I'm working on something for my career, right, and I, I'm looking for that career coach, that also has some effect on home. It also has some effect on social. It also has some effect on just where I am right now. And is, am I in the middle of a transition? So right in there, I talked three or four different categories of coaching. So initially that person came, it's, it's career, right? But now it affects all of that. So like you said, um, you know, everything affects everything. So it's that it's that whole person that you're working with. And that's the beauty of it. I think that's the part right there once I accept it was like, Oh, okay. I get. I, I like this. I can still help everyone. I just was finding my voice. So I like that. I really like that idea. And it's, it's kind of that comfort too, um, for, for coaches as they're doing that, that comfort of like, yes, you can still help people in different areas, but now it's how are the people who need you going to find you? So I think that's important. You also touched on something earlier, Mike, about um, before, like being scared that you're saying no to people. Sometimes saying no to people is the way you market yourself. Um, You see, and being alienating, you want to alienate your audience sometimes because that makes you stand stand out more. I see this all the time for some god awful reason. I get like fitness now that i'm doing life coaching i get like life coaching ads all the times and i'll see fitness coaches who are like i only work with men who are six foot five and have 
800 nanograms of testosterone who are not sissies. And like, they're just like <laughs> throwing things left and right. That just alienates a group of people, alienates mm-hmm. a group of people, but it does attract and the And I'm probably not what they're looking for in this, but, um, you know, sending a strong message like that. And you see this in business coaching too. I only work with high performing executives with a, you know, eight figure portfolio and, it works for a fortune 500 company. You're just, you know, cutting people out left and right. Sometimes scaring away people you don't want is good for you. And you want to say no to people and make that message very clear. Yeah. Uh, also from a financial point of view, if, with my example, with the uh, business coach, if you're trying to aim for a six figure income every year, you want to, you know, not coach people who can't pay your fees essentially. Um, and that depends on your goals, your financial goals as a coach that you should probably establish before you start coaching. I I think that Uh, brings up a really interesting point, Anthony. Um, you can't work with everyone. So mm. why try? You might as well shit down, make it easier for everyone. I can't. You You cannot be everything for everybody. (laughs) <laughs> and Anthony, I love that too, what you said, because it can save you some trouble. It can save yeah. you some trouble, right? I, I, that idea right there is huge as well for coaches. Like know that, that, okay, now you start thinking, oh, you know what? I'm two sessions in. This is just not the person. <laughs> oh, because you said, welcome all. You said, welcome all. So all came to you. So, so now I'm, let me save myself some headache on the front end and say, I worked. I work with this person who's dealing with this issue and this is what they want to see on the other side of our coaching relationship. So save yourself some time and some headache. Yeah, I mean, you can think of it as dating, like, like, like we, we go into it. You're looking for typically the one in most cases, the, the idea of dating, uh, you know, a few billion people sounds exhausting. Mm. <laughs> Just absolutely like, oh, I'll do it nightmare <laughs> um and so it's 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 a similar situation you're gonna want to be coaching people that you jive with you're gonna want to be coaching in spaces that you feel <laughs> you like it you don't um uh why would you date somebody that you couldn't talk to or you didn't like or i ain't got time i don't have time for that that's too much <laughs> ain't nobody Girl. got time for that Jerome, you said earlier you don't like rude people, so what are you going <laughs> to tell in your coaching to not have those rude people? Um, That might be a bit of a difficult message to convey uh, because I don't know that <laughs> rude people actually understand that they're being rude when they are. <laughs> maybe spiritual, maybe put somewhere along the line. Um, is spiritual, has some sort of spiritual connection, um, so just some similar uh, characteristics that I kind of have with myself. And that's an interesting point right there, right? Uh, we do avatar exercises in class. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things we do is a visualization. Mike does it very well. Um, uh, uh, Mike, do you want to walk them through the visualization a little bit? <laughs> visualization of that that avatar for them? Yeah, uh-huh, absolutely. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, do, I'll do a short version of it. Um, so just, you know, for for the person, for whoever you are right now watching or whatever you do, even if you're not a coach and you're watching this, 
just think for a moment. I'll just start with a breath, right? <sighs> that breath. So now, in that moment, whether you keep your eyes open or closed, thinking about that ideal person, if you think about your best day doing what you do, your coaching service, how you do it, what was the day like, what was the weather, the location where you are, and the reason why it was the best day in the best day of your career to this point is because your favorite person that speaks to your soul, that inner reason why you decided to do this, they are coming to see you today. And now as you think of it, that person, they're, they're coming now. What are they? Man, woman, non-binary. What's their age? What is their hobby? What are the goals? Is it family? What do they do? Where do they hang out? What is their social media preference? What is that thing that they're coming through you for to you for when they walk through that space wherever you are? Maybe you're outside. And when they arrive, you look at them. What is their name? What is that thing that makes this co-creation, co-creative relationship works? Now, as you think about that, who was that person? Who was that one person that made it all worth it? Like, this is why I do it. Even on the days where I'm tired, this is it right there. This is what we're working on. That's that ideal client, that avatar. That's that thing that makes it that person that make you excited to do what you do. And did anybody, you guys, I mean, all of us have done this exercise, so we're kind of like not um, the best of, of folk to be <laughs> putting through this. Finger. But what we found and what I think many people will find when they do that exercise is many times it's a younger version of themselves. Uh, it's a version of themselves that has come, at, you know, has been through something that they, they have come through and now they have this passion to help others in the same space. And that's very, very common. It, um, it can also be an, a myriad of other things as well, but a lot of times that's what people find, which is uh, there's some huge benefit there, right? We know how to talk to ourselves. We know how we know what we were thinking. We know how we beat ourselves up. How we, um, which brings me to a, a great point. Um, what when we say things, we throw around terms like pain points. We say, you know, what are they coming to you for? What are they? Um, how do you speak in this space to your niche, to your ideal client? How, I mean, how would you talk to them uh, to, to get them to listen to you? I mean, if anybody, if you guys have examples, um, uh, what would you say to your client? I think the first thing, the most important thing was going through, giving yourself that time to go through who that person is right who that person is because now i need to know them to know what that pain point is and as you said brooke maybe it's that younger version of yourself or you now or someone you know maybe it's some something you just finished going through yourself so with that now if i'm thinking of that person who's coming through it's breakthrough and they're bouncing back from some physical setback or some some injury or something that was life-changing for them now Okay, what's what's that pain point? I want to get back and enjoy life as I did before this thing happened, before this incident happened. So now I know, okay, I want to hear in that moment that I can do it. You can make it back. 
the road to recovery can start with you. You could take one step, one step to the next, and it's like, oh my goodness, as I'm in that space, yep, Mike's speaking to me. I don't know, I don't know what kind of wizardry this is and who told him my story, but it's speaking to me and I want to know more. And so that's why we, when you talk in terms of that pain point now, I can reach you because this is what I want to get past. This is where I am right now, what I'm feeling, and I just know I don't like it. And I need to find somebody who's going to help me illuminate that pathway of getting to that next point. You just said something very powerful, and you said it earlier on. Um, you said you gave them hope, uh, which I mean, I don't even know that you realize. And, if, and it was in a subtle way. Uh, you were you were speaking about how you know they 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 want to get back to who they were, and then you said you can do that. Mm-hmm. You can, and that boom, so simple, so powerful, right? Um, and sometimes that's what we need is that 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 one that you get it that you get that that my problem. You understand that you know I I've had an injury. I I I had my knee replaced, and I it was three months recovery. It was I I just wanted to get back to snowboarding. That was my goal. Like I wanted to get back to snowboarding. And so I, in that moment, I could have, you could have, if you were able to speak to me and say, Hey, Brooke, I can get you snowboarding. I'll get you up on that mountain. You'll be up and you'll be good to go in six months. I'd be like, okay, Mike, I'm in, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, in a minute. Um, why? Because you're speaking to me you're speaking to my pain point. You're speaking to what my fears that I'll never get to do something I love again. Um, that because that's what's going through my head is man what if what if i never get to to experience this this feeling this rush this this something that there's nothing like it in the world you know um and i i may have lost that for the rest of my life and whoa that sucks um and then if you come along and say hey i can help you why can you help me mike why tell me why you can help me (laughs) <laughs> yeah that that's right it's the same thing you were saying right if if i know you can help me get back to that thing i love or that activity or that enjoyment of life yes that's it and now why is because maybe there's some things some blocks some ideas some thoughts that's just holding you back from remember i was talking about starting that journey and in this place it's like okay you got my attention and you told me that it's okay. Like, I can do this. I can bounce back. I saw Sue drop that I'm a hope coach. Like, hope? Oh, man. I got hope now? Okay. What, is that? what does that look like? Now it's just actually removing all the clutter and all the other things in life. Because if I'm recovering, right? If I'm recovering and bouncing back from something, a traumatic injury or experience or something that happened, and I'm bouncing back from that, life is still going too. <laughs> life is still going. It's a lot to think about. And so now it's just a matter of, okay, how do I organize this so I can actually put my focus and thought on the road to recovery? And now I feel that hope because I'm starting the process. So Michelle Yang has just asked a question. Uh, I think where I get stuck with the avatar is imagining the ideal client in a physical way. As it mentioned in the class ebook, does it need to be that drilled down? What are you, I mean, I'm my gut is all yes, <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> but maybe. But what, what I'm hearing her say though, in this in this scenario though, mm-hmm. is I get stuck imagining that ideal client in a physical way. So, 
I, I would ask one in the space want to ask more questions around that. Is it, mm-hmm. is it that maybe maybe it's a matter of just not being able to picture who that is? So maybe the question isn't who this is, but but how can how how can you best help? Who mm-hmm. can you best help? Who and maybe we're it, we're we're moving deviating from that ideal client a little bit, but we start to speak to where do you feel strongest? What can you talk about for thirty minutes a day? drop of a hat no you know without any question where do you feel passionate um how where could you work for free for uh um, the rest of your life (laughs) the exercise as well serves as a stand-in in lieu of an actual person um i had a coaching client a little while ago who was talking about her ideal client and she was trying to pull things from her imagination out of thin air. We we're talking about it a little bit. And she mentioned that she knew a woman who was a close friend of her that fit all the roles of this ideal client. She's like, oh, if the ideal client would be like so-and-so that I know. And I, I asked her, why, why don't you talk to her about this? Like, not as in become your client, but like, why don't you talk to her about her pain points? What would help her? Why don't you, instead of, trying to pull this person out of thin air. Why don't you talk to her? And she had this like, oh my God moment. Like, why have <laughs> I like talking to an actual person? So the exercise isn't mandatory in a sense, like you have to do this. Otherwise you're never going to find your ideal client. But if you already see who your ideal client is, talk to them, explore them, ask them questions and try to develop sort of, the ideal client from there because talking to real people it's always going to benefit you more than imagining a person in your head it's just what we do as a placeholder for a real person yeah. well and i think too if you can't imagine that person if the, if nobody comes to mind if that then 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 switching to the the space of who can you i mean where can you be the most helpful where do you feel like you are the most helpful where do you have expertise um where do you want to work for the rest of your life, if you were had to, to do it, mm-hmm. what space would be comfortable and awesome for you to be in and put yourself there. Uh, we are sort of leaving out one element here, uh, which always sort of comes up. And I don't want, there's a fear that comes to is, is, is what if I want to coach somebody who can't afford my services? How do I make my living doing that? And there is a way there's still there. I would just want to say, there's always a way. Um, uh, if you're, I, I mean, that ideal client may not be somebody who is that, that can easily pay for, for a, a high fee or something like that. Mm-hmm. But there are so many where there's a will, there's a way. Um, and, and I say that there are, there are, uh, what if I just go, my brain goes 5013C. Um, <laughs> which I should know. Um, you can work for charitable organizations. You can structure your business so that you can, um, you can coach folks who can. And then have time for the folks who cannot. Um, uh, and, and there's also, you can do sliding scales. There's so many ways. So you don't have to get hung up in that space either. Uh, yes, and am- group coaching. Group coaching, yes, group coaching is huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Low lower entry fee, and you get a whole crop of people, and that's sort of what makes up the difference by just having more clients in a session. Um, and we'll have to do another group coaching live soon. Um, <laughs> we only have about five minutes left, guys. Uh, what what have, where have we not covered in this space? What 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 have we left out? <laughs> um, if I can, um, you this can. is a question. 
that if answered, maybe can alleviate some stress. Uh, guys, can I change my niche? Is that something that I'm allowed to do? That's Stop something. No, yeah. This is, yeah, no, you, it's going to be a long pr divorce proceeding for you to change your name. <laughs> You're going to have to probably give up half of what you own. You do sign a prenup with your niche. I'm just wondering. <laughs> um, of course you can. Of course. <laughs> Anytime. It can change. I, I, I gave that, I, you know, I gave that kind of insight earlier that mine definitely has um, because I didn't have one. <laughs> first um so and anthony can, can we put anthony back on the screen real quick too because no. kind of what kind of what michelle was saying and as you think of that when you were talking anthony and and yeah. book, that question that you had and you were right there i just looked at that background and is that idea right there of still why you want to encourage yourself and give yourself that grace in doing that because look at that general market it's a big sign, right? Everybody's going there. Everybody's going there, right? All that traffic and clutter and, ah, I want to get to where I want to go. And I like the way niche market is like the fast lane. Mm -hmm. The fast lane of when I want to get there and get there fast. Now, let me get over here. Less traffic. And now we're moving. And so I just thought that illustration was awesome in the sense that I don't want to go I don't want to go just off track and go where everybody else is, the bigger sign. I want to narrow it down so now I can enjoy this journey and I can travel. Nice. Very nice. Very that's very awesome. Nice. <laughs> um, where, any, any, where, any, anything else in this space? Or I, got, I got one. Well, well, yes, when, that's where my yeah. brain went. I'll be back and then I'll pan oh. you back over. Okay. Marketing uh, and with all marketing, not just niching, but with marketing, it's going to change. It's going to develop. It should change. It should develop because your market is a human being. At the end of the day, your ideal client, your avatar, they are a human being and human beings change. They grow. They learn. They, they, we adapt. We, we are living, eating, breathing creatures that do not remain stagnant our entire lives. Um, so your marketing, think of it as the same way. If you're thinking of it as a niche, as this one person, speak to that one person and know that that person's gonna, gonna change and evolve. And so will you, and so should your marketing. So there's always room for a change and there it should be there. You should build it in. Adaptability should be built into your business. Um, uh, and that's that's all. I'm off my soapbox. Carry on, <laughs> Anthony. I was gonna bring up a topic, but then I figured I saw the time. I was like, oh, this might be a bigger topic than <laughs> we can cover. Um, so maybe another live we'll do it. But I was gonna say experience too. Do I need to have experience with my niche? Am I gonna be a successful coach for divorced couples if I've never been married and I've never been divorced? I, I can tell you what um, Dan has coached couples and that's not what he typically does. He mm -hmm. doesn't want to do it. <laughs> he, he will do it when it comes up in that session, but then, then um, there's been plenty of times he's referred out for that niche because of what his comfort is mm -hmm. not necessarily knowing or not knowing, know your comfort. What do you want to work on? If it's not something you want to work in, it's a special kind of person who can sit there and watch two people argue and, and be okay with that. And here's some very um, tough things that they're going through and navigate through 
the experience with two people. Many, many therapists who thought that's what they wanted to do have shied away from that because it is, it, if you take it home with you, can be very stressful. Um, so, so I guess who you are, mm-hmm. huh? Oh, I was going to say, I guess the solution is have coaches you're friends with you can refer out to and possibly they can refer clients to you because yeah. you have a specialized niche. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Comes together. That web. <laughs> a beautiful web. Mm-hmm. Jerome, I thought that you were going to have a sing there for a second, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just, I thought Choir? It was, I thought it was funny uh, when Lisa said it takes a certain kind of person to listen to two people argue and listen. And I thought, hmm. I wonder what what is goes through Lisa's head <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when that's happening. Kind of Actually, I watch. I wonder, is this yeah. a lawyer thing? Is this <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. I watch. I watch body language. I watch what they're saying. I watch how they're interpreting what's being said. When a lot of the times they miss, and I mean, we all do when we're in a. We all look at when we're in a relationship. Even here, our amazing team, we mishear each other at times. And then you run with it because we are who we are from our makeup. So it's understanding that nature in human nature <laughs> and, and, and help them navigate what that's, what's actually happening in that space. So yeah, there is, and kind of sounds weird, but I look forward to the arguing because a whole bunch of other dynamic comes out. But that's next month. We talk relationship next month. Yes. Wait, that's this month. This month. This oh, month. Yes. Oh, February. The first. Hey, everyone. Two, oh, one, two, two. Final thoughts, Jerome. Final thoughts, Mike. I'll jump right in. Just just the last tidbit on, on switching um, your niche. Um, and hopefully that kind of does alleviate some fear is uh, I would say like one of the better ways to think about it is in a, you know, a business model that suggests this is the way that we've always done it. This is how we're always going to do it. Those businesses typically don't have long lasting success. So just being able to adapt, I'm not saying sit down and mark, you know, uh, January of next year, I'm going to change my niche, but just be open to the adaptability and be aware that that's something that is okay. And that is allowed for you to go ahead and do Go as far as build it into your business model. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, my my last thoughts is just you know, in the way I always do, just really enjoy the journey because it's a journey. Like enjoy that journey; it can change. You know, the ups and downs and all of that. Enjoy the journey, and most importantly, extend yourself grace while you're changing, while you're trying to figure it out. Like, oh, what is it? <sighs> Breathe, extend yourself that grace, enjoy the journey, and keep going. All right, I think I'm going to sign us off. Anthony, did I check in with you? I didn't forget about no. you, did I? Okay. You <laughs> All right, I'm going to sign us off then. Uh, thank you guys, everybody out there who's been watching. We appreciate you. Thank you for all of your awesome comments and for joining in the conversation. We appreciated it. Um, those of you who watch this later, please feel free to keep joining in the conversation. Leave comments, leave anything. If you have topics you want us to cover, put them in the comments and we will, we will cover them. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for participating. Make sure you like, share, follow, and check out Certified Life Coach Institute. We certify life coaches in three days. (laughs) You can learn from Mike or Lisa. Yeah. (laughs) No, I hide. 
Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Once again, this is brought to you by Certified Life Coach Institute. We're an ICF accredited school who certifies our life coaches in three-day online intensive courses. In addition to other podcast episodes, feel free to check us out every Tuesday at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube or Facebook for our CLCI Lives, where we get together and discuss various topics that are centered around sharpening your skills so you can become a better certified life coach. For more information, feel free to visit us at certifiedlifecoachinstitute.com. Until next time, be well.